0: What do I want to be when I grow up?
1: This is one of my notes. Normalize changing your mind. Absolutely. Normalize like living your life and seeing what happens. Are you texting somebody though? Uh-huh. So if they text you back, are you going to like pick up your phone and text back? <laughs> <laughs> Come
0: on. Maybe. It's getting good.
1: <laughs> no, I'm focused. I'm super focused okay hello and welcome back <laughs> was that recording <laughs>
0: yeah hi So i didn't ask you
1: who you were texting thanks welcome back everybody <laughs> welcome back
0: welcome back
1: it was such a good show what's what show is it welcome
0: back potter oh
1: welcome uh, back okay don't sing anymore we might get
0: oh right flagged right. Right. I was going to um, pull up the
1: song, but then I know you say that. Just that's... lock your phone, please. You're so... We just I was about a... to pull up a welcome back I song. I know, but we just did like a full episode on like you on your phone. How did you feel in the wake of last week's episode, actually? Oh,
0: yeah. that's. I made a note on that. Okay. Um, here's what I have to say about myself.
1: I just... I asked because you sent me one text that I, that led me to believe that you had a feeling. Go ahead.
0: Um... I, I believe that it made me look like a vapid, pop culture-obsessed couch potato. <laughs> I laughed really hard. A lot of it. Oh, I got a really to... good text from one of my friends.
1: You got a good text from one of my friends. I did? Liv said she left it.
0: Oh, she did. No, this is... Wait till you hear this one. Okay. Uh, FYI, Tom and Jerry to cage fighting is spot on <gasps> analogy.
1: Who said that? Out them. J.D.? no
0: at Jennifer Dolan
1: and then um that's I, here's, so I, I'm, here's something that I, no I got mad l- when I was editing it I got mad l- I almost cut that whole section out because <gasps> I was so mad but then there was something else that we kind of brought it to that I was like fuck I can't cut that out there's
0: something else I thought she said that I thought was really good uh-huh. uh, we let information slash our entertainment wash over us rather than internalize things the point of entertainment is to get it out of our he- to get out of our heads not to think more about ourselves I want mindless not mindful Mm. I was like I get it thank you thanks for feeling me on that. that is a
1: really good point and it is something that i think about a lot in terms of like myself as an artist and i've said this in like when i like i think a lot about like the things that you don't like and there's like one thing in particular that's like standing out to me and it's like i think that anything that reflects reality too closely can be hard to watch for some people um not for me like i like things that reflect reality because that be but it, it's we've talked about this it's a different way in like the way that we like think and the way we live our lives right like i'm i live in my thoughts i want to know what they are you don't Correct. so the things we consume are going to be reflective of that which makes sense and i think that she's right i mean it's why a lot of art forms were created whereas an were for an escape from you know the war the depression you know like these, right that's that's what it's for so good point all right you ready for for this week's episode
0: i am i'm very excited for this week's episode
1: me too so this week we're having a combo on dreams and goals and we had had this idea well i kept telling people it was hopes and dreams that's fine same thing hopes and dreams dreams and goals yeah um we could call it hopes and dreams that's probably like a little like rolls off the tongue that's like a phrase hopes and dreams um this was on our list of things to talk about, but mm-hmm. I think when we had the idea, I know I definitely thought a lot differently about it, or like I was thinking like it that we were, it was going to be talked about a little bit differently, and then the idea to do it this week actually came from my best friend who I got to spend last weekend with, who or two weeks ago with, and. I would, she was like, you know, do you need an idea? And I was like, well, what do you have? And she was like, why don't you talk about this, this, uh, this concept that her and I talk a lot about, which is the fact that um, being an adult is very different from what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that ties really well into the category of hopes and dreams. Um, because I think they evolve as you get older. Absolutely. And as you, as you learn and live life.
0: Right, and ideally, they don't ever go away. You know, you always are right. striving towards something.
1: Yeah, but I would say that a lot of people probably... I I think, based on, like, just my own experience of people around me, not necessarily, like, people close to me, but people around me, like, hopes and dreams and goals and things get smaller because people think that what they want is less attainable as they get older. It's probably... Fairly accurate, which I don't think should be the case.
0: I agree. No, I, I think that we should hold on to them.
1: Would you consider yourself a dreamer? Absolutely. Me too. Wait, I recently... and I
0: would also consider
1: myself a pipe dreamer, which you have a lot of like thoughts on. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I what what would you say is like the difference between a dreamer and a pipe dreamer? Like, what do you
0: signifies a pipe dreamer? Um, to me, a pipe dreamer, I don't even know if this is accurate or not, but this is my perception. A pipe dreamer is one who, who thinks in a more, and this is where this conversation will head funnily, um, in a more like unattainable way. Like they see themselves in a position where what they dream about is right within their grasp, but the reality is it's not. It's they're not in that position, so it's much more um, like fantasy,
1: delusion, delusion. So here's what I what I want to say on that exact point. I talk. I have a friend who I talk with a lot about um, delusion, but we call it playful delusion. And I do think that there is a level of delusion that is required in achieving what you want, because I think. What's funny about what you say is that it's you're kind of describing what other people see as manifestation. Sure. Is this sort of like, you have to convince yourself that you, but ultimately it's convincing yourself that you're worthy of these things, which is what I think marks the difference. Not just like, like you're worthy of it and you're willing to work towards it, right? Versus this sort of, but you do have to believe that it's attainable for you. Sure. There's Agreed. also a mentality that if you can dream it you can do it, which is I think probably a quote from Rocky Horror, but like many many like spirituality or field of dreams. Oh, sure. Oh, maybe more. Um a lot of like I, I don't know, spiritual leaders or however you would describe them, like mindfulness practitioners talk about the fact that like it, it, if you can think it up then it's within your then it's within your reality. So I think it's an interesting sort of like dynamic. It's also I think I hope you don't mind me saying this, but like, there's like a judgment to that of like you saying that somebody's goal is outside of their reach, you know, mm-hmm. do you think that reflects on you at all? Um, you mean in my, you, are you asking Do you think me? your judgment reflects on you at all? Like I like, I recognize myself as a pipe dreamer. Lock your phone. Mom, you can't, you cannot possibly be doing two things at once. It is the point of us recording at 9 p.m. <laughs> I love you, but like... Okay. I totally lost track of my I thought. Do you want to pause and then we you can finish that and we no. can... Okay. What was I saying? You think of yourself as a pipe dreamer. Right. So then I
0: recognize it in other people. Okay. Um, and I think that there are... But do you think that what your dreams are are unattainable? Um so I've, I've said before that like, I kind of live this like Walter Mitty life. Sure. So those are not like the things that sometimes run through my head are not attainable. They're not realistic. Um, but that's part of like this little fantasy I get, I have in my head. Sure. So that's where to me, where like some of my pipe dreams come in. Um, and I could like, if somebody asked me what one was, I don't even know that I could tell you one off the top of my head. I should probably start writing them down. Um, so I don't, are you asking me if it's calling somebody a pipe dreamer is, are you say, essentially saying like, that's a judgmental thing or are you asking like if it's reflected back because of me?
1: Yeah, um, I, I do. I think it's plainly judgmental. I, I don't think it's, it's out of mean or ang- like, I don't think it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I do think it's, you're judging somebody if you're looking at them and saying that you were they are on their dreams are unattainable. Um, but you, I mean, you answered it by saying like you're, you, you, But yeah, I think you so, see, see the, th- the way I see it, sometimes
0: th- they're caught up in not in reality. Yeah. So that's where the unattainable part comes in. Is that uh,
1: I know what you're talking about because we've talked about this with certain people before, and I, I do know what you're talking about, and I don't disagree. I'm just trying to challenge the thought. But okay. I do know what you mean. Okay. Are you bothered that I challenged it? No. Oh. Okay. This part of the whole the whole point of us talking. I know. I'm just asking. Like,
0: I don't want people in my life that just agree with me. Like, I am not a yes person. Right. So right. don't like I don't want people that like you know take my word as fact. So no, I don't mind you challenging me.
1: i just I was just trying to get kind of I was like just trying to, to answer inside. you
0: properly to see like is it are you asking me do I see that as being judgmental? Well, do you? Um. No.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: But I don't, I think maybe I might be slightly, because I've been told probably in the last year, two years, how judgmental I am, and I don't see myself as judgmental. So I think that I might be slightly delusional when it comes to that. But Mm. I'll also tell you, I don't self-reflect when someone tells me I'm judgmental. Do you feel like you get defensive when it comes up? Sometimes, sure. Absolutely. I think it's kind of, you know human nature human nature
1: absolutely but
0: um I' don't, I mean I'll, I'll I'll go to my grave I don't think I'm judgmental do I offer my opinion hell yeah um, do I judge
1: <laughs> absolutely but you're not judgmental um but not That's the difference <laughs> uh, you have a negative connotation of what it means to be judgmental I do because it's used negatively yeah but I mean judging somebody I think is inherently negative yeah
0: yeah no i get it and, i did def- like i talking about embodied magic
1: i think i do oftentimes think it's reflected it's reflective of insecurity in some way and i think that's i think ultimately sure. what what i think the the bulk of the negativity comes from is like nobody wants to be openly and like talking about insecurity you know? right 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 so that's interesting so right before we logged in you mentioned something that i i do think is really interesting because it's Another way in which we're really, really different. All right. Um, You said that you like you don't have a ten-year plan. Like you, will you read the quote that you like so related to? Yeah, it's. I
0: have to touch my phone. Is that okay?
1: You didn't write it down.
0: I did, but it's on my phone. Okay, like it's in a note. Yes,
1: (laughs) Yes, mother, you may touch your phone. (laughs) this is I'm not cutting anything out because I told you guys like some of the awkward parts of our relationship and like this I just felt like that conversation was I'm
0: trying to think where I heard this it just was I mean I was what is the date on it is Saturday notes yeah um someone said I live dangerously in the present and I was like oh shit that's me I do um I don't think too far in the future. I mean I'm pretty much, you know, I mean I'm more than day by day. Sure. <laughs> you know, maybe month to month. Yeah. I'm on a I'm on a month to month plan with my life. Um, but it doesn't doesn't mean I don't think about my future. Right. But I like I don't have a 10-year plan. No. I mean essentially I, I kind of like, have like
1: a 5-year plan. But if I say like where are you going to be in 10 years? You have a final. You have an answer for me. You'll be living close to me. We ju- I, I just asked uh, you this the other day okay okay like there are things that you know about
0: yeah but those aren't like that's not sure that's a that's not like sense my sense. tenure plan in in my mind you know do i i mean i would you know within 10 years so what are that i'd be like in my mid-60s yeah like i would like to be like i would like to own a and b and be you know functioning in that manner yes So I guess maybe I, I mean, I I guess I don't think of it in five and 10 year plans. Yeah. I literally
1: live in the here and now. I think it's, what's so hard to like hear about that is like, I just simply don't function the same way. Like, (laughs) I think I live dangerously, not like literally anywhere but here. Like, I just like, I'm always, and I'm working on trying to be more present, but I just think I'm so like in the future being like, okay, well, when this is happening, then this will happen and then that will happen and then this and like. Nothing that I've ever... uh, That's not true. Like, there are things that I can look back on and be like, oh, funny, like, these things are happening. But, like, a lot of what I project (laughs) is not happening or going to happen. You know, I don't know. Um, In some ways, they may be pipe dreams, you know, I think to some degree. We'll get into goals. We'll go back to what you said about the B&B. But I want to, like, start with what Olivia and I were talking about and what I think is kind of, like, a big thing. I'll start this. And you and I have disagreed on this front before. Um, The last time we had, like, a big conversation about it was New Year's Eve of last year. Um, I feel a little burned by adults (laughs) that, like, nobody warned anybody. Like, nobody warned us not that like that life was hard or that it's weird to be an adult nobody told me that like nobody knows what they're fucking doing (laughs) like people with full ass jobs in this world and like people just are like i don't know i like kind of fake it at work like i don't know i just like hope nobody finds out i'm a fraud like like people live with this reality when you're a kid you just think like adults have it figured out you don't want to like be like oh no 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 we're like, like, Because we're I, all just doing the best we can. How, like, yeah, how does that
0: conversation happen? I though? don't know, and I don't... So like at eight, I sit you down and be like, you know what? Like a schaden, schadenfreude or whatever the word is over here. <laughs> like, no, this is all a big delusion. I should have made you watch the Truman Show when you were growing up. And been like, this is life. You're like a fucking puppet.
1: Maybe I would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't know. I don't know what I would have rather. Like I don't have an answer for you. I I think what I feel particularly frustrated with is that is that it's still that things like people are still hiding these feelings and it's not until you start talking about it with somebody that you're like oh, you're like not happy. And there's so many people that are like not happy or <laughs> trying to figure it out. Like I remember I know somebody who um is in their like maybe in their 40s and one time I had a conversation with them and they like I told them all this and they were kind of like hmm okay yeah oh and then I had a conversation literally like a year later and they were like yeah I'm just like trying to find fulfillment and I was like so like why did you feel the need to not why are we not just talking about it instead of like pretending like you have it figured out like I just don't know why we're all pretending or why we're just not talking people, about how hard life is. People just aren't talking. Because... Not everybody's talking about but it. like, because they're embarrassed or because... No, I don't think that... I think communication
0: is something that, like, you do... It's almost more like you do the minimal to survive kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think... Because you really have to, like, dig deep. Yeah. Um... To talk about things like that. And I don't think that's not your average conversation. Right. And this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I think most people are a little more shallow than that. And it's like you have like your, you know, close friend groups. And those are, to me, those are the people you have this conversation with. Or the, right. your, in, the, in that, I shouldn't say your friend group, your your core people. You know, yeah. those are you have your those conversations with. So that if you have conversations outside of that,
1: they're, you know surface level yeah and it's it's kind of like that thing it's like when you go to the market and somebody's like oh hey how's your day you're like oh good when like you know somebody died yesterday you know it's like right you'd rather just not and I get that part of it I just think it took a really long time for me to understand like to understand like I guess what happened is I got older and my friends I, I'm trying to tread lightly because I'm not trying to be like, all my friends are miserable. That's not true. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like you find out that people don't like their job that they like is their career. I well, think and that's, that's a the really other hard part of one it for is me. It,
0: like, it doesn't mean they're miserable. Sure. Like, somebody could not be happy in their job and still
1: be fulfilled
0: elsewhere. You're right.
1: And, and I would say that's probably what I'm seeing. I just think it's con- because. Of, like, nobody it's, wants to hear anybody complaining. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's no a like, womp, womp.
1: You're right. They're like, "Oh, here comes Debbie
0: Downer." No, so I think it's just easier to leave things, you know, surface and hung Yeah, no, everything's hunky
1: dory. Yeah, I think what what kind of come I I do think a lot about where I think this ties into and why I feel so frustrated by the like these conversations is because, um, again, my best friend. Um, was asked by somebody like, well, what is your definition of success? And I have to remind myself that like my definition of success is, is being happy. Like that is success to me, which kind of means that the bar for me to be successful is fairly low. (laughs) I can go on a good walk. I'm successful because I'm happy, you know, it's things like that. And so I think what's hard for me is that I have to remember that I can't measure other people's success off what my barometer is because, because then I look at it. To me that goes, that should be across the board.
0: Nobody should measure somebody else's success off their own barometer. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. So it's like all these people that I, that I, that are telling me now that they're unhappy or they're unfulfilled or whatever. Like I, I'm not saying they're unsuccessful, but I'm like, well, do make the change, do what would make you happy, where it's like, I I do, There, like, the logical part of me, the rational part of me goes, like, okay, people are not going to do that, and that's okay. Absolutely. Um, but you're right, like, we need to stop measuring, like, that one, we need to stop measuring success by whatever other people, there's also, like, t- I think about timelines, like, we're talking dreams and goals here, timelines are arbitrary, mm-hmm. and they always have been. But again, something that I like didn't necessarily, I guess that should have occurred to me early because when I was telling people my timeline, everybody just like laughed at me. Um, And nobody was like, can we talk about your timeline? Yeah. When I was younger, I wanted to be married by 24 and have four kids by the time I was 30. So but
0: the thing is, remember, we had a person in our life. We knew somebody. Who we did knew it.
1: somebody who had who was achieving. This. Was that a pipe dream? Would you say, looking back on it,
0: on of yours? Yeah.
1: At the time when I was saying that, no, I could have done that. No, you could have done it. You could have done it. I mean, my life would be so wildly different. But like, I could have done it. So I don't know. It's it, yeah. So I mentioned on. I think the emotional wellness episode that like turning 28 was really hard for me. It's because everything and I mentioned, like everything I thought of in my timeline, I didn't have anything after 27. So now I'm in the unknown. I'm in the uncharted territory. You can be 30 next year. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I do think I've heard that like you hit 30 and just like, ooh, exponential greatness. Like just like everything gets better once you're 30. So I'd fucking bypass it if I could. You're going to live in the two years of abyss until you, or three. Oh my God, my Saturn return. No, it's going to be such a nightmare. But I can say, in this like, you know, in the unknown that I find myself living in, I feel closer to what I think I should be doing. And I say should based on not what other people think I should be doing, but what I think I should be doing, which I also think is a big difference, where it's like I'm releasing a lot of like, oh, people think that I should be doing this, or people know this about me and want me to do this, so maybe I should consider it. You know, I'm releasing a lot of that. And, and let me tell you, I'm a lot happier. <laughs> right. So not Because you have to live for yourself. You can't live for somebody else. Right. I think it's hard to not get swept up in it, though. Sure. No, I agree. And I think that's, like, societal. I think it's really hard to, to not get swept up in... Um, like I, I, I say this as like a heterosexual woman like wanting a, to get married and have a husband, which is like a fun like I skip that part when I think of my goals. I think of getting married and I think of having kids. I don't really ever think about the husband part of it. I understand what I just said. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think about a wedding, and giving birth, and neither one of those things in those moments, <laughs> do I think about the husband part of it? Huh. So that's like when I asked you if you've thought or like if you ever thought about being a single mom, you know what I mean? And you were like, oh, well, like after it happened, then it just like became a part of my reality. I do think there's a part of me growing up with only you where like it, to me, it's it's doable. It's possible. It's within reach because like you did it so I could do it. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not planning on doing it. I'm just saying.
0: That's all. Like, that's all good to hear.
1: <laughs> but I'm not planning on doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, anybody can do it. Yeah. It's true. I mean,
1: it's hard though. I mean, it is super
0: hard. And like, it's one of those things. Like you, you know, you don't know how strong you are until you're put in the position where you have to be. Right. So.
1: Yeah. What were your goals or dreams or hopes as a young person? Do you remember any of them? What did did you want to be when you grew up, actually? Let's start there. Um, Okay. I always wanted to be a
0: hairdresser. And um, my parents made it very clear that that was not going to happen. That it was beneath me, which is... Embarrassing to say out loud because nothing is beneath me. Right. And I wasn't raised. Well, and that's also like jobs. That's not how jobs work. Right. But I wasn't like raised like that, really. Like... Your dad was a
1: blue-collar worker.
0: Absolutely. My mom had um, like a different envision of her life and her status and all that stuff but that's not how i was raised necessarily like yes that was my mom and yes those were the things i went through but i that didn't bleed into me so i was like oh like but i took it to heart like oh okay well i guess i can't do that um so then i went about all these other avenues at one point i wanted to be a broadway star oh i wanted to be a brain surgeon at one point Mm -hmm. um that was right after, um, cause my mom had many brain surgeries and oh. I do remember I was, I think I had, I think I was 18 and it was like one of her last surgeries. I think it was actually her last surgery went up there and it was at Stanford. And when I met that surgeon, I've, I've never been awed mm-hmm. by somebody like that. She was really cool. So then I was like, okay, I'll be a brain surgeon. Um, yeah, I didn't like science, so that wasn't going to really work out. Okay. And those are the two things I remember. And I had a wonderful, um, high school counselor and uh shout out to John Morris and he would just like entertain whatever you know because back oh in those gosh. days like he would like come to the senior lawn and talk with us and we would I felt like you know I was constantly having these conversations with him yeah um I do I did have to my brother and I both had to make a promise to our mom like what at one point she was given a certain amount of time to live and so we did have to make a promise that we would go to college mm. and that was always just like that was what it was like that was never like a hardship or like something I didn't think about doing um and that would we were pretty young when we made that promise so when I maybe that's where the whole you can't be hairdresser because you have to go to college I don't really know but um so, after that, I was kind of like, huh. And then I just, like, fell into retail. Like, I never had a career. Yeah. And I feel like had I been able to do that or made a choice to do it as an adult. And then once you came along, I really, um, I held myself back a lot. Like, I, you know, I couldn't fathom. And I literally could, like, you know, barely keep us afloat. So, right. it's like, how, how on God's green earth could I go back to school or, you know, the, to do different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I just, you know, found work. I mean, I work. I yeah. have a job. You know, I have a good job. I'm very grateful.
1: And you've been there for a long time. And I have
0: been, with, I've been in, you know, the same industry in for a very long time. And so um, I feel, you know, I feel really grateful that I have that. Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know,
0: there was a period of time where I probably, I did think like, oh, well, I could go, I still could go back yeah, you to still beauty talk school. talk about
1: classes. Oh. Um, beauty
0: well, studies. beauty school specifically. Um, but like now maybe my body's a little too... You know rickety and crotchety to like you know be go to school and then like be on my feet all day long and stuff so
1: yeah but you dream of being in a kitchen what's the difference uh yeah same i don't
0: i don't know i don't know what the difference is i don't like i don't dream of being in a kitchen anymore you know no. it's like i don't yeah like i just feel like it's like these you know ever evolving things of where do i want to go next what do i want to what do i want to be when i grow up
1: this is one of my notes normalize changing your mind Absolutely normalize like living your life and seeing what happens. <laughs> you know i i we've talked about this I think for a really long time now, like it is absolutely insane that we asked eight, 70, 60, 70, 18 year olds what they want to do and then like go to school for that thing. That's nuts
0: right. I had literally, to know? I had one friend growing up that knew what she wanted to be, and she is that thing, and she is that now, yeah. But otherwise, like I, no, I did. There wasn't anybody that like was like, oh, I want to be, I want to do this, and I'm like. I mean, now I'm mid fifties. I, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Well, no, I guess I do now.
1: Yeah, because now I
0: know what my dream is. Which is, I want to have b and B, either in upstate New York breakfast. or a bed and breakfast. Not an Airbnb, which I'll often say Airbnb. But I mean yeah. a B and B, bed and breakfast, um, like in upstate New York or Western Mass. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere in there. Like, there's just it's such a beautiful country.
1: Yeah.
0: But and now being like outside of, um, the, like being in the city. I I know I want it closer to the city. Yes, yeah, so but now that like the Berkshires out. have a direct train, mm-hmm. that, because I want I want I want people to be able to have things to do. Oh, in yeah. that in that area you know like if they're gonna
1: come you See, know I feel lure them for more than just you know a night or two oh okay that makes sense I feel we were just talking about this before um I share this dream um but a part of what I envision for this is like running programming to some extent not like regular programming but like offering activities for people to do and I would like create these activities like I I, and it's a lot of like kind of what I already do like if we're having families I could do you know um, painting made from natural materials and I can make paints out of beets and turmeric and you know it's like things like that that I do think are really cool and unusual Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like I envision that so I think less about like oh people need things to do because I'm like I will give them things to do (laughs) you know what I mean yeah like I don't worry about us being in the sticks um, so much, but, but yeah, it's, when do you think, when did we kind of start? Was it after we stayed at a BNB? b It was after we went, we did that weekend in Lenox, Massachusetts. So we went to the Berkshires and stayed in a and b and just had an amazing time. And to, uh, my favorite part was breakfast. Like that was the best part for me because he came, he, I had grits for the first time and he came out and gave me the recipe and like, they're like quick quaker oats <laughs> brand um quick grits and a slice <laughs> of craft american, american singles best thing she'd ever had it was
0: amazing because at a bed and breakfast breakfast is provided right and it's typically you know it's pretty basic it's not yeah. but it's there there's a variety something different every
1: day yeah. something
0: different every day so there could be you know an egg bake or some sort of yeah. egg dish or you know grits and Waffles, pancakes, whatever. So, like for me, like that's where I would, you know, where my passion would come in because I love cooking. So, like doing that, and then also like creating dinners as well yeah, exactly. for guests, you know,
1: cocktail night, like you know, like- yeah,
0: like this place we stayed at had um, a very cool like bar area, mm-hmm. um, and you could bring. I, he did have like cordials and stuff in there yeah. that you could you could taste, but like you could bring anything you wanted in there, and you can sit and enjoy that space. I had like an oak bar. I mean, it was really. It yeah. was really a cool place. Yeah. But yeah. that was, it was after that. Well, and the other part of it is, is it was not too far out from like from the main part, strip part of town. They're not yeah. big towns. But on the corner, when you were walking into the town, oh, yeah. there was a place for sale. And it was formerly a bed and breakfast. And it was currently
1: a single family home, a single
0: family, but they
1: were, re- they were converting it back into a B and B
0: um no you could it, no you could have the so the person so it had been an escrow fell out of escrow because i just kind of kept watching it the whole time because it was under a million dollars which you know i just thought wow, what a smoking deal because it was a big property yeah there was a lot of you know grass and greenery there was like a garage barn kind of thing like a coachman's house kind of thing um so I was it I had been talking to a, a real the realtor and it had already been zoned to go back into a bed and breakfast. Right. So I th- I think about that. I haven't
1: I haven't looked it up in years. I think so a goal of mine and it, and and I say this in part of and this is a super this, I wrote like current goals because it's like a new thing for me, but I want to own land, I want to own property and I actually would like to build like something a house a and b like like it'd be I think it'd be you know great a to buy one what? a garden a garden yeah well because I, I talk about it if you hear me if you anybody's heard me talk about it in the last few weeks I say my farm like I intend on like I want to I buy property and I want to have a farm now, are you going to have chickens? that's exactly thank you for asking I am going to have chickens I don't don't ask me I don't know it's I'll figure it out okay I'm terrified of birds specifically chickens um, I'll figure it out. Okay. But we are going to have fresh eggs. um, And I'll have a couple horses because I want you to have a horse. I love horses. Yeah. I so want a horse. It's a farm, but all it has is chickens and ho- two horses. Two horses and chickens. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But it'll, there'll be a garden and... It'll be like five Frenchies. Shit ton of Frenchies. Yeah, have a lot of one, dogs. One big dog probably for like I don't, safety purposes, like a sheep dog or something. I don't know. A like dog a Dakota. That, yeah, exactly. Like a dog that would like... A farm dog the frenchies are great but like what what are they gonna do oh my god did you see that video i sent you earlier of the french i didn't watch it i'm sorry oh my gosh you've been sending me a ton lately mm-hmm. i went i went back and watched a lot of the his name was, was walter and he was in the back seat was he the farting
0: dog no he's all <coughs> you know how remember like the like yeah. frenchies have the craziest
1: cry vocal yeah.
0: whatever Sound. it is and um, there were three Frenchies and so they were in like a van and there was two in the middle and they were perfectly fine and then the one in the back and so the mom had to explain to Walter everybody has to take a turn in the back. <laughs> and Walter would be all arr, arr, arr. it was I couldn't stop watching, it was so oh, my funny. Well, I watched after that. And then like when she explained it to Walter, Walter stopped
1: crying. <laughs> well, Walter's very intelligent. Very intelligent. Yeah. You will have some some Frenchies probably. We will not be breeding Frenchies. I want to make that really clear. Well, hell, that's probably how we can make money. So we're gonna support ourselves. That's like our, no, like I, that's don't, our, I don't want to do that. It's our side gig. So yeah, um, have we ever publicly? I mean, we've like told friends that we want to do that. Yeah. No, I mean I. We've
0: I think it. after we came back from there we were like, oh no no.
1: So it is I but mean we're seri- but I, we're serious about it. I think absolutely. that's like the big thing is like it's one thing to kind of like be like, oh yeah, we want to do this thing. This is like actually something that we yes, want to do. Like I
0: envision that as my future. Yes. Like I know that like I want to spend at least, you know, I'd like to, you know, be in the city for like 5 years and see what that life is like this. And yeah. then and then I mean at some point, I mean it's already been 2 years that I've been here, we need to like start exploring Areas and see where, because there are some incredible towns. Yeah, up the Hudson. Right.
1: Yeah. Like Terrytown,
0: Sleepy Hollow, cutest place I've ever seen. But I don't know. Like I, I mean, want, we'd have to do no. like I don't know. Is that like a good B and B place? I don't know. We're also
1: gonna have to like really like think hard about because I don't think we're necessarily gonna agree on location. So we're gonna have to like figure out what, how we're gonna figure that out. True that. But. And B and B's are a
0: big thing. Like.
1: On the East Coast. On the East Coast. Right? Coast yeah. So it's not,
0: you know. So then you go to like do we want to go to some place like Lenox where it's like saturated?
1: Mm-hmm. Or, or Hudson Valley is saturated.
0: I've never I haven't
1: Lesbian B's, I would say more like getaway place like getaway locations, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um I'm Googling right now Hudson Valley so I can really understand
1: um, like where it is. Where it is.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming up the Hudson.
1: Yeah. Like the Catskills. Okay. Which in my head are like the Berkshires of New York. Like the Berkshires are in Massachusetts. The Catskills are the in The Catskills New York. are really pretty. They're a mountain range. In the same way that the Berkshires are a mountain range. Yeah. I would like to be near water. Not too far from water. Like I'd love to be like, okay, we're going on a hike today. And we're going to the watering hole. So like bring your sunscreen. The
0: watering hole. You
1: know what I mean? Can't you like, wouldn't that be nice? Fun? For me okay so something that i i think we uh, i would assume agree on especially as we're talking about like running this bmb i don't dream of retiring do you um dream like i B&B. dream about
0: not working
1: sure but like the people but who like, are like living and working for retirement I, that's not me but i also again going back to like my definition of success is just, like, being happy. Like, as long as what I, whatever, like, I'm making income, like, whatever way that is is making me happy, like, I don't need to stop doing it. And I've told this to our finance guy, and he, he seems a little confused sometimes. But I'm just like, well, I... Well, especially especially from the mentality of coming from somebody who was a performer, yeah, I just, like, didn't... It didn't occur to me that I would ever stop or, like, want to stop. And now I would say my life is heading in a very different direction, but I still don't see there being a time where I want to stop doing what it is that I'm passionate about. That just is, like, the way I see it. And so even in the B&B, like, you know, we'd be making income off of this business that we have, which is a bed and breakfast, but, like, I don't... My God, Stan, the man who ran the B&B, was, like, you know, super old. Oh,
0: that's not fair. What? He's not super old. He was pretty old. Oh, in his 60s
1: no way 70s for sure huh. he was like an old man <laughs> but he was just like do you
0: remember <laughs> that we um the people that that there was some, another guest in our area mm. and they checked out early because um the person in the room above them or next to them ran the bath after like, hours,
1: uh-huh. that was you. It was me. I <laughs> love. I'm a big bath.er I love. And they had bath. like big
0: tub. They had it was like a jacuzzi, jacuzzi tub. tub, but like jacuzzi tubs from like the 80s.
1: So that was the thing about Stan's B and B. It was the old. It was John Smothers' home, and John Smothers was one of the men, if I'm not mistaken, who was credited with um, creating the Mint. Did you know this? Oh right. Well, I sent it I to Papa.
0: This because you said that you like. And his response
1: was okay this man is buying coins from the mint all the time. And all he has to say about this fun fact that I gave him is, okay. (laughs) I just, I laughed so hard at that. Thinking back on that. But anyway, the place itself was like the, the property, the, yeah, the grand home, the like, where we had breakfast was beautiful. Everything you want to be. The rooms, our room, because then there were like
0: outposts and we were not in that. I think I, I mean, I chose not to be in that room. I don't know why I think the other one sounded
1: idyllic well and i think we the one, wanted the one with the jacuzzi we wanted
0: the one with the jacuzzi tub
1: yeah like full jacuzzi not like jacuzzi bath and i also want to point out that we were
0: it was our fall foliage weekend so when i flew into <laughs> new york it was fall and then we rented a car and as soon as we drove out of new york it was winter it was started there snowing. was not a damn leaf in sight Uh uh-uh, no well, well even there some was snow. like a little bit and then as we started to get closer to Massachusetts, yeah, but we we've, like we've done snow. a full fall foliage trip now, and we like know
1: what, <laughs> you know it was... what it would look like, yeah. So I don't know where I was at with that. Oh, our oh. rooms will not be outdated. Like we're not there will not be floral wallpaper or curtains or bedding. You don't think? You know, let me. Only if it's bedding. like only if it's like a theme.
0: I don't know. I definitely want themed rooms, mm-hmm. not like the champagne room or like you know. The soak and poke, like, not, like, those kind of things. Definitely a soak and poke. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> well, I think about, like, the Madonna Inn has, like, all those things. Yeah. Rooms. Like, there's not going to be, like, a barbarian room or, like, a room with stone brick wall or whatever. Sure, you know? yeah. That kind of thing, but. And probably, like, no nautical theme or anything like that. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah. I don't know it'll be us though it'll be like uh, your home already is like B&B it's like your swap mart what do we call it swap flea meet market sh- chic oh flea market chic like to me is reminiscent of a B&B you know didn't, like,
0: I, didn't I, I didn't graduate from flea market chic no. to what
1: huh we're like looking around her living room at the tchotchkes and knickknacks she has you, I'll say this you have a really incredible like book collection like so interesting the books you own
0: thanks i love my books i would literally could just want a room of books you
1: have enough to have a room of books you do have a room of books actually i do have a room of books okay back to dreams and goals okay dreams and goals okay let's see what else i took a ton of notes what else do you have um, anything you can help pitch in with we're coming to the close here nope oh we really hit all yours oh, we hit them all oh nice um I wanted to be
0: a hairdresser I fell into my job. I like it, but it's not my passion. Mm-hmm. But if someone, had to, if someone asked me what my passion was, I don't
1: I love to cook. Yeah. I mean, that's a passion. But you, I would actually go a step further and say you love to host. Yeah, I, that's probably a better way to put it. Which is why. I love to have
0: like dinner parties. Which is why a B&B
1: makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I do. I like to entertain. And I think I'm an excellent hostess.
1: I agree. And I think many people would. I think anybody listening would agree. And it's probably been hosted by you. At Yay. least once. Um, like I don't care if it's, you know, like, I don't know, dinner, bunko,
0: a baby shower. Like I don't really care what it is. Right. Like you need an excuse? Okay, let's put a let's party together. Yeah. So like in moving and getting rid of as much stuff as I did, as mm-hmm. I, did I was like, okay, but I got to keep this because I'm like, I, I I thought about like, you know what if we do have a dinner party or, you know, like I needed to keep some things to, yeah.
1: to be able to, yeah, you still could
0: Tablescape and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even have a table.
1: When I, you, the first thing I ever, when somebody asked me, I was in kindergarten, maybe I was in the first grade, but I do believe I was in kindergarten. And they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a mom. And my teacher had the audacity, a woman to turn around and look at me and say, well, that's not a real job. I said, okay, I'll be a babysitter. <laughs> and let me tell you, I've lived out my dream. Um, I'm joking. Um, but that was, was that the... that f- Mrs. Reynolds? I, I, it must have been, because that was my first grade teacher. Yeah. So it was certainly not... Miss Raimi, she was so kind. She would never speak to me like that. Uh-uh. Anyway, I think a lot about that because it was the first time it occurred to me like this thing that I wanted seemed not valuable, right? And I was five, four or five when I was told that, Um, which is really bizarre looking back on it and like knowing that. It's when, honestly, it's like, it's hard to like think about (laughs) in terms of like feminism where it's like, I want to be treated as an equal who does want to be a mom. You know, it's like, I am a woman who does want that. Right. And I don't, you know... I don't want to be seen as backwards. You know what I mean? For like wanting that life, wanting to like you know, I'd love to be a stay at home mom. I, I've always felt that way. But after that, for a little bit, I wanted to be a chef. I did a whole presentation on wanting to go to the CIA. Remember that? Yes, I do. And then, um, and then I wanted to be a teacher. I think for a minute, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a teacher. I don't know where that. I don't came. know if you wanted to be a teacher. It became the practical thing to do. Yes, I was young still. You, yeah. it was before we, I was in college.
0: Well, it was right when you were like you because you started college in that dual degree program. Yeah, you're right. So I think it was just a practical thing. I don't think you ever want. I don't believe you ever wanted to be a teacher.
1: Well, what's funny? What I look reflect back on and think is interesting is that well, I am a teacher. It is I. I would eighty percent of my income is from being an educator. I'm a teacher, and um, it's also what I do think I'm the most passionate about and it's what I want to continue to do but in different areas going forward which is just and basically like you want to share information yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like with kids even even with kids it feels more like sharing information I'm also I'm an arts educator so I teach music art dance yoga I've taught cooking like I, I it's just like helping people I don't like really for me, it's like helping people be happy. It's like me helping people find success through what I think success is. Um, <laughs> and and I feel that way. So moving forward. And, and so this is, this feels, I wrote this in my notes because it was important to me to, to say this out loud because I don't say it out loud a lot. I've obviously te- t- taken a step away from performing as a, as a career or even as like a job. Um, and it took me a long time to say that. And I think there's many people that I've never said it to and, do or don't know because for a long time and we've talked about this I felt a lot of shame about stepping away from that part of my life because I spent so many years studying it and going back to like people's expectation or people's definition of success I was like well everybody knows this about me so I have to keep doing it where it's like I knew a long time ago that it didn't make me happy I knew while I was studying it for the second time that it wasn't making me happy but I didn't have the words to say that But what had happened is when I went back to conservatory, I had already tried it. And I had done it. And I had found other parts of the craft that were more appealing and brought me more happiness and joy and success. Like these feelings that I wanted to feel. So then going to conservatory, I've I've always said felt like a step backwards. And I think it was in part because I moved back home. But I also think it was in part because this... I had to prioritize this thing that didn't feel right to me anymore. Like it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life anymore. But I let myself, I convinced myself that it was because I was there and I was doing it. And because it was a dream that I had had once upon a time and I was living it out. Like there were all these reasons that it felt okay at the time. But reflecting back and looking at my life now, admitting that I don't want to be a performer anymore has opened up in literally everything else in my life. it it did and then talking to other people I just had a conversation with a a very dear friend of mine Jack I'll use his name because I know he listens too so he'll know who who I'm talking about where he had the same feeling and it was really comforting to be like okay it's okay that's okay and and, and I had to look to you also to be like do you feel anything about the fact that I don't want to do this anymore and you've also shared wonderful like I use everything I've learned Uh, that was always my thing you know like i've always been a big proponent
0: of pursue your passion i want you to be happy it doesn't it doesn't benefit me in any way shape or form for me to push you into something you don't want to do yeah like you need to do what you want to do so when you decided to you know study theater performing arts great because at the end of the day whether or not you pursue that you have incredible Interpersonal skills, public speaking skills. Like you have, you have skills that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. So no, I, no, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I, you know, it's okay. I've always, it's okay to change your mind. I don't. Yeah. It is. That is what it is. It's scary though. Sure. My thing has always been like, I just want you to be able to support yourself. Mm -hmm. And ever since you graduated from college, you have. Yeah. I mean, you, that first year in San Francisco, you supported yourself.
1: Yeah, I did doing, not. I don't fully even, in the arts. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then I, you came back to Santa Maria, so of course you know, live with me. I mean that was you know that's that was no big deal.
1: Yeah.
0: And then as soon as you moved here, you've always supported yourself doing what you do. So that that's really what I wanted for you is to be able to you know make your way in
1: the big bad world. Yeah. But I also want you to be happy doing it. Which is where, obviously, my my meter of success comes in. Is like, you've always prioritized my happiness, so that became, like, to be successful, I need to be happy. Which you would think creates, like, a fear of not being happy, but it doesn't. It, it, it just makes me strive to be happy more. And you're the only person that can determine what makes you happy. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, that's an internal barometer that only mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever, whatever level of happy is for you,
1: great. Yeah.
0: And if I, you know, I mean, we've definitely had conversations at, you know, certain points where it's like, oh, I don't think you're happy. Like, I don't, I'm not, yeah I'm seeing things that, you know, are cause for concern kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we've had those conversations along the way. It's not all sunshine and rainbows out here.
1: No, it's really not. Do you feel like knowing what I, you know, and I'll speak a little bit on it about like what I'm about to kind of, I think, kind of move into and move towards and i've alluded to it in previous episodes but like do you feel like i'm headed in a, in a direction that is i see you headed in a direction that makes
0: perfect sense for you
1: me too
0: i mean i really do that it, it all seems to just kind of be naturally falling into place
1: yeah in a really you, easy way yeah
0: as you become the person that you know the human that you're evolving into yeah. so yeah no i
1: i it makes perfect sense yeah, I think my work is going to revolve a lot around um, women and people um, who get pregnant is how I'll say that. I, I often say people with wombs. Um, I thought about it today. You know, I, I, I've I primarily only one job have I had where I've worked under a man. I've, I've only ever worked with and for women. And it's just like there's there's no better feeling like it's just it's that it makes such a difference to me um not to be like a man hater but like they kind of blow so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i just i do right now i'm feeling okay, you no, know but not on men blow no 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 i'm obviously i'm joking um kind of but <laughs> no it but i think that that's kind of where my work's taking me up um like you said i i do like teaching and like teaching yoga but it's it is more so about like sharing information so i like learning and understanding and really knowing and um and then I want to pass on this information that I have to help other people um live happy healthy lives in in certain ways so we'll see what like how and where that takes shape but that's it feels it feels scary to say it out loud I think there's a lot of fear that comes with especially like it's like a ooh, am I jinxing myself by you know I think that's all, oftentimes what makes it so scary saying your goals or your dreams being like, oh no, what if I jinx it? Or what if it doesn't come true and then people know, but it's like I I do firmly believe that whatever doesn't work like if something doesn't work out to you for you, it's because something better was supposed is supposed to happen to you. Mm. And on that note welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cheers. To living <laughs> your dreams. That was
0: that was like everybody cheering for you. Yeah. Your, uh,
1: in, in my direction absolutely it
0: reminds me though of like during covid when they would like what was it mm-hmm. like at seven o'clock every night oh yeah 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 cheer for the they would cheer for the healthcare workers yeah <laughs> that's what that reminded me of though that was not a cheer for the healthcare workers that was get the fuck out of my way kind of yeah honk <laughs>
1: it was but you know what yeah get the fuck out of my way i'm pursuing <laughs> i'm pursuing my dreams now <laughs> um yeah anything else I'll always pursue your dreams yeah keep going there's more there's always more there's always more i mean that's for everybody like it yeah it is really scary to like change direction it always i think it always will be i think change is really hard um but you never know what could happen and you know what you won't you won't know if you don't try that's for damn sure yeah you could spend your whole life wondering what if and like you just you won't know if you don't try you won't know if you don't try so maybe the pipe dreamers do have something. Let's hear it for the pipe dreamers. Let's hear it
0: for the pipe dreamers. Let's hear it. <laughs> <I'm laughs> just... oh, that would be so funny I know. I was kind of hoping it would happen. No. All right.
1: Well, thank you, everybody, for another great week. Yeah, you you will have noticed this is going up in a couple of days, so you'll notice like um <laughs> our Instagrams whack. I was like so confused as to what days I posted the podcast a day early. I don't know if anybody noticed. I mean, you noticed I it, but well, and
0: I didn't think about it until Sunday morning, and I was like, oh shit, I listened to the podcast yesterday. Yeah,
1: I did when I when I set it on our we use a site and um, when I put it on there, I was thinking the day that it was. I was thinking I was doing it on Saturday. Which is also why, like when I, I posted a reel and I was like, oh my god, I'm posting it on Sunday, but I posted that <laughs> reel on Saturday. Like it was just a, it was a mess. So Charlotte worked out of town for like two weeks, so I'm so and I'm congested. Like I'm such out a mess right now, but we're gonna get back into it. Um, I think our next episode is going to be a convo on, uh, my boyfriends. Because you wanted to do that. Yes, I've been wanting to. Yeah, so we're going to let my mom rank. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll kind of go through. We'll give everybody like a nickname. Yeah, you know, will you be able to go back to like
0: seventh grade when you had a, like one boyfriend in the morning, one boyfriend in the that afternoon? That
1: didn't happen. One time. It, it did not. No. I'm I, pretty sure you went to school with one boyfriend. You know who we're going to call? No, you know what? We're going to see her. Okay. And we're going to ask her and she will be able to tell me all 14 of them probably. And then in the seventh grade. And then for the record, I didn't have my first kiss till the eighth grade. And then we and so, so all those poor 14 boys in seventh grade got nothing, nothing. I didn't kiss a single one of them. Are you going to name your first kiss? No, oh. no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he knows he was my first kiss. I also have a first kiss and a first makeout, and they're different people.
0: What's the difference?
1: One was a kiss, and the other one was a makeout. What do you mean? Oh, funny. Not every kiss is a makeout, but every makeout is a kiss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but that's you, we had had this conversation. Well, now, I need, now I guess I need clarification. We'll have to after this. You have to tell me who was kissing, who was makeup. out. Yeah. I mean, I have an idea. Like you know. Of yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. I, no, but I swear to God, you went to school. No. You went to school one day and no. you had one boyfriend, and you came home and you had a different boyfriend. No,
1: I had one boyfriend one day and one boyfriend the next, and that uh, was the closest I ever got to like morning and night.
0: I can't wait to throw up a pic too from seventh grade to see. Oh. <laughs>
1: i have a pick that i'd be maybe willing to share for
0: any old this is the girl that got 14 boyfriends in a school year
1: it is crazy to look back and be like that girl could pull <laughs> i'm so much hotter than her and like i like what is wrong with the world anyway you know, so what she, boy, you know what boy, it don't was? Give a shit. but you know what else is like i used to be so <laughs> just like Whatever. I didn't give a fuck about anything. And I do think that's really appealing. I think there's. Uh, wait, like, you didn't brush your hair. I had braces. Oh. My belly was out. Like, I just was like, whatever. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. I was really funny. I was like, I do think I was like the quote unquote the funny friend. So, I got that going for me. I get that. Um, so, yeah. So, that'll be a fun one. We had talked about we had joked about it. And then I was like, you know what? That could be fun to talk about. Oh, like, I can't. Because you wait. do have favorite boyfriends and you do have least favorite boyfriends. And we
0: could go back to like,
1: Kindergarten. Well, I don't remember Donovan, though. You do. I do. I'm sure I have a
0: picture of you and Donovan somewhere. Also, it was
1: like, I had a boyfriend in kindergarten, and then I didn't have one again until sixth Sixth, grade. Sixth grade? Sixth grade was my first, like, boyfriend.
0: And I also want to...
1: Um, remember he gave me his mom's ring and I got in trouble that was in the sixth grade
0: oh oh my god yeah
1: okay we we have to cut it here because we're gonna get into it all right there's some good stories it's gonna be funny yeah all right thank you so much everybody as always like subscribe oh please share this um share this on your social media we're we're ready to 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 put it out to the world as if we haven't been already um (laughs) but thank you thank you thank you as always we love your support
0: thank you